My name is Hugh Agro. I'm the president and CEO of Revival Gold. Revival is advancing the Bear Track Arnad Gold Project in Idaho. 4.6 million ounces of gold, a PFS for the first phase heap leach uh, under wraps, and we're now uh, in exploration. Good to see you, Hugh. I'm in your backyard, practically, aren't I? Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful setting here. Big turnout at the show here at Beaver Creek. Um, you're here to do what? Well, we're here to tell the story about the PFS and our recent resource update. Uh, we just came out with those. Uh, these are big milestones for us, and this audience certainly wants to hear it. Right, okay. Well, let's remind people, because it was a while ago, uh, PFS, PFS numbers give us the sort of headlines. 4.6 million ounce uh, resource. This was a big uptick for us, and now a million ounces of heap leachable resource. Of course, our PFS is focused on that first phase heap leach resource. Uh, about 100 million of capital, uh, not too different from where we were on the PEA, so our team really did a good job with that. 65,000 ounces a year of gold production uh, from this existing brownfield site, and uh, an IRR after tax uh, of about 24%. Okay, some good numbers in there, but the market's not reacting. It's pretty tough out there. I think mostly the CEOs coming through this door are saying the same thing. People are excited about what future holds, but it's not there yet. Now you're cracking on. You're not stopping. Yeah, no, and in fact, we're 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 making uh, we're taking advantage where we can of this difficult market. We've just picked up a, a, a small royalty interest on some of our claims. Um, buyer was looking for some liquidity, and we took uh, took advantage of that opportunity. So those are the kinds of things you do in this market: bringing good people to the project. We've just brought on Larry Radford to our board. A, a very seasoned operator who complements our team and uh, has a super background in exploration and mining and development in particular. So these are the kinds of things you can do in a market like well, this. Don't, don't be shy. You better name Joff and give us a bit of background on him because he's been around. Yeah, he has a former COO of Hecla Mining, uh, ex-Barrick man, uh, uh, Kinross. He's operated some of the biggest mines in the world in underground and open pit setting in mill and heap leach. So this is the kind of board addition that uh, is part of our transition as we move from exploration development to development production. Right, and Idaho born and raised. And Idaho born and raised. Doesn't, yes. hurt. Doesn't hurt, doesn't no, hurt. No, it's all part of the, uh, it's all part of building uh, local insight and expertise. You right. know, I wouldn't come to Britain and try and tell you how to play soccer, football. With someone here. Right. Um, Okay, right. So, so, right, bolstering up the team um, with, a, with a solid, solid addition, but back on the ground. As I say, look, I think it's an interesting conversation because a lot of companies are struggling to make the decision whether they spend money you know, advancing when the market's giving you no credit, but you've got a different attitude. You've got a kind of a big company attitude, big company board. Um, so, talk about some of the things that you are advancing on the ground. Yeah, listen, uh, I, I wouldn't say we have a big company uh, attitude. Uh, what I would say is we're all about the business. We're, we own 10% of the stock, so we think about it from a shareholder perspective. And from a shareholder perspective, uh, we got to take care not to over-dilute. Uh, we manage our spend. We're still spending less than $2 million a year on GNA. So we keep that burn low. Uh, we are exploring right now two drill rigs uh, drilling away, uh, but these are important holes to be drilling as we build mine life to that first phase heap leach. We're in four exploration areas on the Arnett side of the property. These are exploration. This is not resource addition, which is what we were doing last year. 
Uh, so we're going to have some misses in here, uh, but we are also expecting some some wins as we continue to develop out that land position. Okay, um, I think I was referencing more the way that you're looking at into the future, as it were. Okay, so you're doing a little bit of network at the moment. Correct. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, the second phase of this project has um, lots of potential around it. So we want to de-risk uh, things like metro, uh, like metallurgy which is a low cost thing to do, but it makes a big difference to the audience here. Uh, the corporates that are here, the larger strategic investors, they understand how that builds flexibility in the project, gives us options as we consider the second phase of the project. It's a much bigger project. Uh, it'll require a lot of capital. And so this audience you know, needs to uh, buy into it and, and de-risking the metallurgy is a big step. Right, and so the, the, these corporates, um, I, I guess, well, we had one in, through this morning. They are looking around to see who's doing what. But they're also looking for bargains, uh, you know, and you, you've got a kind of very defensible position, because I say low GNA, low spend, but a very large resource. So you've been doing a little bit of work on, on the resource, so some updated numbers there. Yeah, the, the resource, um, I think I mentioned 4.6 million ounces, 2.6 million of that in the M&I, uh, we boosted the heap leach component to a million ounces. Really important to our second phase project, though, is we tripled the underground resource. Uh, it's about 900,000 ounces. And not only did we increase the size of it, we took the grade up by a third. Uh, so this is a uh, vertically orientated, three to 25 meter wide at the horizontal uh, dimension, in the horizontal dimension uh, ore body. And it's open in all directions. So. Yeah, the last few months, of, we've had a lot of news and a lot of uh, developments to talk about at this conference. Right, okay. Uh, but coming to this point about, you know, small companies who were, were, were 50, 60 million market cap. Yes. Right? So the sub-100 category, you know, have to sort of be aware of the options available to them. They've got to be aware of, you know, non-dilutory growth. So, you, you know, you can't be going out and raising tons of capital. Have you readjusted your thinking about how you advance the company forward in what is a difficult market for gold? Yeah, I think it's same old, same old. Uh, we've ticked the boxes. We manage our money well. Uh, we drive towards value creation. And um, we are taking this step of a modest scale first phase instead of biting off the full project, which would be a much more complex uh, initiative. We're, we're, we're biting off the smaller 100 million-ish uh, capital uh, aspect of the project. I think that's uh, developable with our team and from our capital base. Uh, we are looking for more money and, and sponsorship and, and partners to develop out the bigger phase of the project. Um, and and uh, so the next six months will be an interesting time for us. Uh, when we get into the early part of next year, we'll start uh, pinning down the plans for re-permitting the site uh, for the exploration to come. Uh, but I think we've got uh, three or four months of, um, of getting out and telling the story, frankly. Okay, that's worth reminding people. You did inherit uh, a lot of infrastructure from the get-go, so you, um, th that helps keep that, that CAPEX down. Um, it, it does something else, too. Yeah. Not only does it keep the CAPEX down, but it means that the CAPEX we do spend is more in, in, in the area of equipment and uh, right. processing uh, structure. So 
it's relatively low risk capital. Yeah. And it make it allows us to move more quickly with permitting. We don't have to build a power line into site. We don't have to build roads. We've already got solution ponds. We've got a water treatment plant. Um, and it'll shorten our construction timeline because we can work indoors. We've already got the buildings uh, constructed. They'll have to be refurbished, no doubt about that. And we'll have to get the equipment in and all of those lead time items. Uh, but this gives us a lot of benefits. Right, okay. And have you got any thoughts or any discussions, obviously, you know, in addition to the board, about t the timing of all of this? Because some people have chosen to just slow down on the economic studies. Others are saying we're going to skip a few phases uh, and get into production early because we want to show that we're a revenue company and hoping for some kind of re-rate on that basis. What makes sense for you? I'll tell you what, there's no shortcuts. Uh, we will go through uh, a plan of operations filing, uh, an EIS, uh, a feasibility study. Those things are de-risking steps that allow us to execute more uh, uh, accurately uh, when we do start producing gold. So they're important and um, we won't skip those steps. Uh, yes, there's things we can do to accelerate the timeline. Uh, currently looking at uh, 2024, 2025 to move through our permitting steps. 2026, uh, 2027 timeframe for construction and be in operation. Uh, by the end of 27, early 28, uh, are the things we can do to accelerate that timeline? Yes, potentially. Um, it will be funding dependent. It will de be dependent on what our strategies are with respect to the second phase uh, operation. All of that to evolve over the next uh, six, 12 months. Okay. And I quite enjoy reading your newsletters. You, you put out some pieces about your thoughts on the macro and obviously the company too. You, this sort of time frame, 27, early 28, um, into a gold market, which looks like this. It's probably okay in terms of price, but it's not so good in terms of that whole kind of capital raise process that you're gonna to have to go through. So what is your take on how this gold market plays out? Because it's confusing. It, it, yeah, listen, um, uh, bottom line, the gold price is following what's happening in the US with the Fed rate. And uh, I think there's a lot of expectation that uh, there will be a curtailment of these rate hikes. Uh, that is good for gold. Uh, so I think we're coming into a window of time when the gold price will perform. There's been structurally a big shift of the metal from the West to the East. A lot of talk about de-dollarization. Um, these things are all good for, for gold, obviously. And uh, we feel that uh, we're well positioned. Domestic gold project, low capital, uh, low risk capital at that. We've got lots of avenues to pursue for funding 100 million of, of CapEx. This is not something that's going to be uh, just bespoke to uh, a few select uh, capital providers that gives us options and better pricing ultimately for the capital that we do raise. Yeah, we have to be conscious of the fact that uh, equity capital is tough to come by, uh, but I think we've got a, a, a we've, I think we've got a project that is both attractive in the near term for producing free cash flow and attractive in the long term as a big gold asset, a strategic gold asset second largest new discovery gold in the U.S. in the last decade, uh, something that will be relevant for a long time to come. Well, Q, both coming in. Appreciate Thank the you. update um, and uh, stay in touch. Okay, bye.